0: Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. Happy New Year, everyone. Cheers. 2020 is here. We
1: survived 2019. Oh. The dumpster fire that it was. Oh
0: my gosh. Do you feel like a better person coming out on 2020, though? No. No? No. Just a survivor? Yeah. Of a temporary apocalypse.
1: I feel like you know those movie. Oh, okay. Prime example. Mm-hmm. End game. Okay. Yeah. So Captain America has mm-hmm. his shield broken in half, yep. and he's laying on the ground, and he's gotten mm-hmm. basically his ass handed to him yep. by Thanos. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, forcing himself to stand up and just be like, I can do this all day. That's Uh where I feel like I'm at right now. All right, all right. But not as courageous as Captain America (laughs) because...
0: It's, like, groaning the whole time. Yeah, I feel like I'm literally (sighs) just like, oh, just let me die. Oh, my (laughs) god. I feel that, though. I feel that. That's where I feel like I'm at right now. Like, I want to be cautiously optimistic, but that requires energy. And all my energy is... Literally just put into survival, right, at this point. Yeah, same. So...
1: It's so funny, like, I made a joke with someone at work the other day. Because I was like, you know, this time last year, I was making the resolution to, like, start exercising more. Oh, yeah? And so the day, literally the day that I was like, okay, I'm going to go to work. And then after work, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do these things. Uh huh. The day I said that <laughs> is the Uh-oh. day I fell out of the team member <gasps> shuttle and no! badly sprained my ankle. Are you serious? And could not do anything for <laughs> eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> The Lord was like, nope. The Lord was like, yeah, no, we're not uh-uh. doing that. And so nah. I have learned my lesson. Oh my gosh. And I am not saying anything to myself,
0: no to the Lord,
1: nothing about what I am going to do this year. Because I feel like if I say something, the Lord's going to be like, and we're breaking your leg this time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh
0: goodness. It's a surprise. Keep it that way. Yeah. Like
1: oh I'm God. not, I'm not spending the first three months of the year on a cane again. Like I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's so funny. I'm not. Oh, that's totally so understandable
1: though. It literally so. happened on January second. Oh my gosh. January second, I Oh fell.
0: that yep. was January second. That oh, yeah. was a long time ago. A year. Goodness. Yeah. Oof.
1: A year and a day ago.
0: Wow. Alright, well yeah, you've definitely learned your lesson. Um <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know, I know I'm know i the kind of crazy person who, like, loves setting all the goals. Mm-hmm. So, I usually set, like, five plus goals a year. At the end of 2019, I remember none of them. <laughs> so, I feel like I did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. Um, I do have one goal for this year, which is to be more compassionate. Okay. Because I could be a little nicer. It's hard. It is really hard. It's hard to be nice. It is so hard. Like... We're, we're millennials, like, we've survived a lot of crap. We've been through a lot yeah. with every generation bashing on us, mm-hmm. with, a, with the economy's failures and everyone's failures being poured on top of our shoulders. And the
1: environment is, like... And deteriorating. Yep, and the
0: everything's on fire. Yeah. So we're just like, oh, okay.
1: We're that dog in Great. the burning room. Yes, like, it's that fine. meme. Yeah, everything's, everything's
0: fine. fine. <laughs> we're sweating a little bit, but we're still here. <laughs> and now I'm going to be the hard th- do the hard thing and try to be the better person and learn to be more compassionate. Good
1: for you. Thank
0: you. We'll see how that goes. And we'll see if I remember it, like, in two weeks.
1: As the new year has begun. Mm-hmm. Um, so has our resolve to change and turn over a new leaf
0: oh yeah it is all over social media right now right now new year new me and we're (laughs) they're sharing their resolutions they're talking about how they've grown and how they want to grow and so on
1: but did you know Kaylee that on average 60% of Americans will make a new year's resolution but by the end of the year only 8% have actually accomplished (laughs) their resolution Ah,
0: nice (laughs) so American yeah
1: In an article in USA Today from January of last year, it has been found that by January 17th,
0: people give
1: up on their resolutions. They call it the D-Day of resolutions. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm not kidding. Oh my gosh. Oh, Uh, I feel like we need to like celebrate January seventeenth then it's like celebrate our failures. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean January seventeenth I'm gonna roll up somewhere dressed like Fat Thor, being like, yeah. I've been like this since January first, <laughs> like we're fine. No That's change. Where we're at, yeah. So New mm-hmm. Year, same me. Yes, um I like it. <laughs> but it did say in the article that those people that make it past January seventeenth are forty percent more likely to continue their resolution over the next six months.
0: Nice. Okay, so there's a little bit of promise. So as long as you can make it to January eighteenth. Yeah. you're a little bit more... Make yeah, there's, there's a little bit of hope for you. You might make so, it.
1: Okay, yeah. nice.
0: Well, and then it's also interesting uh, seeing what the top 10 New Year's resolutions tend to be.
1: Oh, yeah. So the top 10 New Year's mm-hmm. resolutions...
0: Do you want to say the statistics...
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Let's say this is I love statistics.
0: All right, number one is diet slash eat healthier at seventy one percent. What crazy. a surprise. Yeah,
1: surprise there. Goodness. Number two is exercise more at sixty-five percent.
0: Makes sense. That's still wild. Real. Number three is weight loss at fifty-four percent, which is still comes all those, yeah. All
1: three of them are just there one are goal. Like, yeah. You know. Number four is save more and spend less at thirty two percent.
0: I could do that, but that's not really fun. No. So.
1: No.
0: Yeah. Understandable though. Yeah. All right. Number five is learn a new skill or hobby, which is twenty six percent. Okay. Anyways, on to number six,
1: which is quit smoking. Twenty one percent. Kaylee, you really got to do this one.
0: Yeah, I'm just you know (laughs) so smoking hot. all right past life self coming out um number seven is read more 17 uh, percent. which honestly i think that one should be at the top everyone needs to read some more shout out
1: to mia hansen who reads 100 books a year oh
0: right yes girl rocking it. i
1: know you're listening you are <laughs> a rock star i don't know how you do it we love
0: you we want to be more like you goals Seriously. No, I have another friend who did that last year too and I was and like she literally just like stayed up for the last few days to make sure she made her goal and I was like, How? Like I cause I started keeping track as well when I realized other people like me and my friend were keeping track and I was like, I do want to do that more. I'd love to keep track of all the books that I read, not just like from year to like for one year, but like as a life kind of thing, that'd be really cool. And then I read through my list and I've read like maybe twenty books this year.
1: You're gonna cringe even worse at mine. No,
0: How much did you read, Tracy? Like
1: maybe 10. Yeah. <laughs> maybe.
0: There's just so much life going on. It's so hard. What have you been doing with your time, Tracy?
1: Working and being that's the Relief fair. Society president. That's true. That's like... Very
0: time-consuming there. It. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Not an excuse. Anyways, okay.
0: Still reasonable.
1: Number eight, which is very relatable for my life. Yeah. Find another job at 16%. Mm-hmm. Really, that's the only... Thing that I care about this year.
0: Number nine (laughs) is drink less alcohol. You guys, that's at fifteen percent. So if you're drinking, (laughs) you might want to cut down. Not saying you have to, but
1: it it is on the top
0: resolutions. Yeah.
1: And then number ten is spend more time with family and friends at thirteen percent.
0: I think that's really funny. It's at the bottom.
1: Yeah.
0: Like because that's I'd rather lose
1: weight than spend time with my family and friends. Yes.
0: (laughs) I'd rather learn new skills than spend time with people.
1: So while these are all admirable resolutions and they're all things that we should be thinking about and working on every day of our lives, not just at the beginning of mm-hmm. a new year.
0: Definitely. Every day is a new day. Treat it like that.
1: Yeah. The prophets and apostles of the church have consistently counseled us to focus on improving our spirits and our testimonies. And these can be found in, like, conference addresses. Yes! So certain things that they say for, like, resolutions would be from this last conference is Jeffrey R. Holland when he said, See Christ in the center of our lives.
0: Oh, I like that. And then D. Todd Christopherson offered, Joy comes from keeping Christ's commandments.
1: Um, David A Bednar said, "Remain watchful unto prayer continually, that you may be prepared to counter the adversary." That was in his talk when he said the constant vigilance stuff. Yes, that made all of our Harry Potter
0: nerd happy. I remember that. I remember that. That was such a great talk. Um, Then Dieter F Uchtdorf said to join Christ on the great adventure of discipleship. I mean, it was in it was in his adventure talk, so like everyone loved it. Another nerd one with his
1: little (laughs) Hobbit references. Yes. Oh
0: my gosh
1: president russell m nelson said love god with all our hearts and he will turn your hearts to the well-being of others so i like that Mm -hmm. That just thinking about going into the next year kind of like you were saying being Mm -hmm. more compassionate so that's a good way to do it so as
0: long as i concentrate on god then he'll help me take care of people and so i don't have to worry about people i just worry about god
1: yeah turn Um, your heart to god and he'll turn your heart he'll do it for me boom Very cool. I like it. So one of the gospel-related resolutions you can never fully complete is developing your own testimony. Testimony. And we are going to be focusing on building your testimony in today's episode. Yes. As we say it like 15 minutes later, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) As long as we get to the point eventually, I think that's the core essence of our episodes. Um, So our testimonies are built on a foundation of knowledge that you receive through study, pondering, thoughtful prayer... And a revelation. Well, and as well as experience, I think, is a key one. Because I just remember, like, thinking about testimonies growing up as a kid. Like, I wasn't one of those kids who liked to go up and say it during sacrament meeting. I was one of the kids who was like, am I good enough to say anything like that? I don't want my mom to have to be able to tell me. Because then it's just going to be my mom saying it. And But I don't really know what to say. I know what I believe. But I don't know. You know, there's just so many thoughts and feelings, like, turning around that I never really knew what to do. Or say until, you know, I started going to girls camp and started really paying more attention during sacrament meeting um <laughs> but yeah and so one of the things that i really worked hard to do is as i've started to build the foundation of my testimony um a, a few years ago i spent a month dedicated to learning uh, certain principles of the gospel such as faith or grace but those have allowed me to work on core tenants that i want to be the foundation of my testimony and that allows me to not only just study the scriptures to ponder them, but to also seek out opportunities in my life so that I can really build that testimony. Because I can believe in a lot of things, but it's a great support system, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Because you don't really know or fully understand a principle of the gospel until you've tried to live it. Exactly. And until you've fully committed yourself to that principle. Mm-hmm. So, like, prime yeah. example is tithing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't fully gain a testimony of tithing until you've tried to live the law of tithing perfectly and Mm -hmm. always pay your tithing even when it's really hard yes and that's when you see the blessings and that's when you gain that personal witness Mm -hmm. so it comes from doing it but the five main foundations that every member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints needs to develop Mm -hmm. for their testimony are number one that heavenly father lives and loves us number two that jesus christ lives loves us is the savior and atoned for us number three that Joseph Smith is a prophet of God and was called to restore the church in the latter days. Number four, that the book of Mormon is the word of God. And number five, that the church of Jesus Christ of latter day saints is the true church of Jesus Christ and has been restored to its fullness today. All five of those are required testimonies to have a base for before getting baptized. So Mm -hmm. those are all like your baptismal interview questions Mm -hmm. essentially.
0: Yes. Um, thought those sound familiar
1: yeah <laughs> you don't have to know everything about each of those things but you have to yeah. have received a personal witness from the holy ghost that these things are true mm-hmm. and then personally like i don't know why you would get baptized if you didn't have a minor foundation in those things
0: yeah it
1: would be like telling me i'm gonna go join scientology and i oh. know nothing <laughs> about them but i'm gonna give all of my money to them and my entire life and yeah like it's not it makes no sense for me yeah
0: just I mean if you want to join a cult you should at least have a basic understanding of what's gonna happen while you're there yeah kind of thing like I think that's fair like just know what you're getting yourself into but also if you want to join something then make sure that your whole heart is in it yeah like I mean as much as I want everyone to be a member of the church I don't think anyone should try to get baptized or anything unless they know for themselves what the truth is For those of us who are raised in the church, we are always reminded to not live or uh, lean on the testimonies of our family. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can at at the beginning while we're still learning, while we're still young. But I mean, as we even get baptized, as we get older, we can't be leaning on, on other people's testimonies. We need to have our own. Yeah, that's how you that's how you can truly make covenants. That's how you can truly grow. And become who you're meant to be. If you don't have a firm foundation in these, then you're gonna have a very hard time understanding, appreciating, or moving ahead um, with any of your covenants.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: And testimonies are hard. They're not something easy that that are easy to carry around in your pocket with you all the time. It's not something that you can you know sit on top of your head like a big lantern or something, and use all the time. It's it's still something that you have to continuously maintain. and to grow and develop so it's not always going to be easy it's not going to be like okay now i have a testimony on this and i'm good to go now
1: the main thing to focus on is picking like one thing that you want to strengthen your testimony on Mm -hmm. and then just going from there it's really the only way that you can develop your testimony is to Mm -hmm. focus on one specific thing at a time Mm -hmm. the lord's not going to tell you like okay well, you've been a member of the church for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. You should know all of these things. So oh, I need no. you to go home tonight and pray about all of those things oh, and goodness. find out if they're true. Ah. And after you have prayed about all of those things, I need you to study all of those things also just tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, yeah. you're you better have it all figured out. Like. Mm-hmm. the lord would never do that to you thank goodness
0: no we don't have what are they we don't have pop quizzes follow the pattern outlined in moroni chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 um that say behold i would exhort you that when you shall read these things If it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men, from the creation of Adam, even down until the time that ye shall receive these things, and ponder it in your heart. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you may know the, the the truth of all things.
1: So literally, he sets forth the pattern of, one, I want you to read these things. Number one, read it, yep. study it, figure mm-hmm. it out. Number two, you need to ask Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ, if what you're reading is true. Ask specific questions. And yes. then three, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you will know the truth of all things. Um, I also like in the introduction to the book of mormon the second to last paragraph Mm -hmm. it says we invite all men everywhere to read the book of mormon to ponder in their hearts the message it contains and then to ask god the eternal father in the name of christ if the book is true those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the holy ghost Mm -hmm. so again it sets forth that pattern of read ask and then receive
0: Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so let's break it down a little bit further by adding our own take and experiences from developing our testimonies so you do do you want to share that
1: yeah so we're going to go further in depth in all of these things but the list that we have is generally number one desire to know everything Mm -hmm. starts with a desire Two: study and work number three pondering so thinking about things Mm -hmm. taking that time on your own And then four, pray to know. Ask Heavenly Father the specific questions that you have in your heart. Mm -hmm. And then five, receiving that personal witness from the Holy Ghost. So those are just our thoughts Mm -hmm. about how to develop your testimony. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start by going straight into the desire to know portion. Yes. All right. So let's talk
0: about the mustard seed. The Alma 32. um, I think at least all missionaries will Mm -hmm. know this, right? Okay, so Alma 32 is all about planting a seed of faith and nurturing it until it grows into a marvelous tree full of the fruits of eternal life. But it does all start with a righteous desire. So verse 27 states but behold if you will awake and arouse your faculties even to an experiment unto my words and exercise a particle of faith yea even if you can do if you can no more than desire to believe let this desire work in you even until you believe in a manner that ye can give place for a portion of my words so it's just basically reconfirming what we've said so far is that you can't do anything unless you have a desire to do something um like we've said before you no one's going to accidentally stumble into heaven there is a single path to get there through the straight and narrow and we have to be purposeful about every step we take and if we want to make any progress then we do need to want to do that we have to want to take the step be willing to do what it takes to move along
1: exactly and elder holland gave an amazing talk In April 2013 conference called Lord, I Believe, he goes on to say, in moments of fear or doubt or troubling times, hold the ground you have already won, even if that ground is limited. When those moments come and issues surface, the resolution of which is not immediately forthcoming, hold fast to what you already know and stand strong until additional knowledge comes. It was of this very incident, this specific miracle that Jesus said, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. The size of your faith or the degree of your knowledge is not the issue. It is the integrity you demonstrate toward the faith you do have and the truth you already know.
0: Oh, I like that. The size of your faith or the degree of your knowledge is not the issue. It's the integrity you demonstrate toward the faith you do have and the truth you already know. Yeah. So it's basically saying, like, stop stop doubting yourself and use what you do have. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in a way, we're never going to feel that we're enough, where there's always going to be room for growth. But we don't need to look at that gap and say, we can't get there. We need to go look at that gap and be like, I'm willing to take the first step yeah. and go from there.
1: And I think it's so great that he uses that example from the Savior's ministry, too, mm-hmm. because that man clearly had that moment of like, oh, I fully believe and I know exactly Mm -hmm. how I can make this happen. Right. And then he took a second and he was like, "Uh, maybe I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And the Lord was like, you know enough and you Mm -hmm. have enough faith to get you through this. Mm -hmm. And you'll be rewarded as long as you cling to that knowledge and that Mm -hmm. faith that you have. So for us now, if we have that desire to develop a certain part of our testimony or even to just like trust in the Lord... Yeah. We don't know the whole picture. We don't know everything that's going to happen in our lives, but as long as we're willing to rely on that base foundation of faith that we already have, uh-huh. the Lord is going to bless us abundantly for just having that desire and he's going to make it easier for us. Make it easier for <laughs> us to get to that next step and mm-hmm. to figure out what's going to happen next
0: exactly it's a process
1: all right so the next portion is study and work
0: alma chapter 32 verses 28 through basically 43
1: this whole chapter like kaylee said is the chapter on faith Mm. and developing your faith and planting the seed and nourishing it and letting the spirit work on it within you and then watching it grow so in verses 28 to 41 Alma is teaching the people that faith isn't a perfect knowledge and you can't really have a perfect knowledge. But if you at least try and you make that effort to plant the seed in your heart to not throw it out because of your unbelief, but to trust that the Lord is going to teach you something with that seed and then work on it. He says, when you begin to feel these swelling motions, you will begin to say within yourselves, It must needs be that this is a good seed Or that the (laughs) word is good For it beginneth to enlarge my soul yay it beginneth to enlighten my understanding and then he's like yeah but wouldn't this increase your faith and you would basically be like yeah but it hasn't given me a perfect knowledge and then alma is like yeah duh like <laughs> it's not a perfect knowledge but that's increasing your faith and that's the whole point of the situation yes, exactly um and then the more that you work on it and the more that you push yourself knowledge obviously is mm-hmm. growing yes and then your faith is growing also because you're actively doing something to make it grow. And so then in verses 42 and 43, he says, Because of your diligence and your faith and your patience with the word in nourishing it, behold, by and by ye shall pluck the fruit thereof, which is most precious, which is most sweet, and which is most pure of all. And ye shall feast upon this fruit even until you are filled. Then, my brethren, ye shall reap the rewards of your faith and your diligence and patience and long-suffering, waiting for the tree to bring forth the fruit unto you. So because you have studied, because you've worked, because you've been diligent, and because you've been patient in waiting and working and trying and doing what the Lord needs you to do, the Lord is going to give you those eternal blessings as Mm. your reward for it, which could be your testimony is strengthened, it could be... Mm. You're uplifted and edified more from other promise blessings that the Lord has in store for you. Exactly. Could be A whole bunch a of different things. things. Mm-hmm. I like
0: that. Um, and then to continue on that thought, Elder Holland continued in his conference talk. He said, the second observation is a variation of the first when problems come and questions arise, do not start your quest for faith by saying how much you do not have, leading, as it were, with your unbelief. That is like trying to stuff a turkey through the beat. Let me be clear on this. I am not asking you to pretend to have faith you do not have. I am asking you to be true to the faith you do have. Sometimes we act as if an honest declaration of, a doubt, of doubt is a higher manifestation of moral courage than is an honest declaration of faith. It is not. So let us all remember the clear message of the scripture, scriptural account, be as candid about your questions as you need to be. Life is full of them on one subject or another, but if you and your family want to be healed, do not let those questions stand in the way of faith working its miracles. I like that. It is really well played.
1: I love that he says, be as candid about your questions as you need to be. Mm-hmm. Because your desire to know an answer to a question is not going to come unless you're finally being candid about that question.
0: Right. you're not going to
1: learn anything unless you're asking the questions that you need to be learning yeah
0: yeah you can only learn if you're asking the questions if you are trying to have faith without asking those questions you're not going to really find all the answers and without those answers how can you have that kind of faith that Mm -hmm. you're trying to have it's like it's like trying to skip a step that cannot be done you'll just end up stumbling and unfortunately hurting yourself at some point
1: yeah I like what um, Dieter F. Uchtdorf says also. He says, Have questions? Study them out. Search the scriptures for answer- an- answers.
0: answers. <laughs> Search
1: the scriptures for answers. Learn and do God's will. We need to come unto Christ and follow his teachings. So ultimately, Heavenly Father wants us to have questions. Mm -hmm. He wants us to ask those questions, Mm -hmm. and he wants us to work for the answers.
0: That's literally why everything is in its place to do. That is why we have the scriptures. That's why we have church and leaders and prayer together. Like, we have everything in place so that we can learn, so that we can overcome our struggles and find answers to our questions. And so there's no reason to try to bypass the system um, for any reason when you— can get the answer doing everything that the lord has already put in place for us exactly all right so the step number three that we have is pondering um which i think we like to skip over and we're just like okay yeah i'm I'm curious all right then let's let's move on Mm -hmm. um and especially in this in this day and age like i don't feel that people like to do that enough it's all about the here and now Whereas we could spend more time meditating. We could spend more time like mulling over topics. And, you know, I used to take walks every Sunday just to get out of the house, away from technology, and just to think and ponder about things. Um, I haven't done that for an, in a while, but I'm hoping to resume that eventually.
1: We'll see. <laughs> this is definitely the step that I hate the most. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's
0: not that fun. Yeah, I because hate pondering
1: things. I right? like to have answers immediately. Agreed. I am an instant person. Mm-hmm. I want it to be quick, fast. And
0: easy, understandable,
1: and be, pondering but... does not allow me to do that because I will mm-hmm. think something to death if I am oh, left yeah. in my thoughts long enough, right?
0: And I will usually end up going around in circles and circles and circles, yeah, um, which is very annoying. Um, but your brain does not need time to process the information that you're receiving, and you need time to process your feelings, which I we definitely do not yeah, do, we do. Um, and we need time to think about what we're learning in order to make mm-hmm. a decision. And to truly understand and apply principles to your life. Because you can't go ahead and dive into the next step of prayer without knowing what you really want to pray about. You can't, it's like raising your hand to ask a question, but not knowing what you're going to ask it. You kind of know what you want as an answer, but if you can't ask the right question, you're not going to get that answer that you're looking for. In the
1: October 2015 General Conference, Devin G. Durant of the Sunday School General Presidency, he counseled us to ponderize scriptures, which was his way of teaching us to study a scripture, a single verse, for a week, putting it somewhere where you could see daily and ponder the meaning of its keywords and phrasing. He said, as you reflect on your selected verse each week, words and phrases will be written on your heart. Words and phrases will also be written on your mind. In other words, memorization will take place easily and naturally, but the primary goal of ponderizing is to provide an uplifting place for your thoughts to go a place that keeps you close to the spirit of the Lord. The Savior said, treasure up in your minds continually the words of life. Ponderizing is a simple and edifying way to do just that. I think with his plan of ponderizing scriptures, it kind of gives you that opportunity to really think about what your questions are, mm-hmm. and to think about what you're trying to understand. So, like, if I was studying about charity, and I decided to study Moroni,
0: okay, yeah, and definitely good, read okay. about
1: how faith and hope and charity all work as one a chord and that thing, and I studied the verses there, I feel like I would understand more fully what the meaning of that was verses specifically said if I was ponderizing each verse individually. And I gave mm. them the time that they need to work on me because mm. charity is a very complicated topic.
0: It is. It's not as simple as we like to pretend it is.
1: It's really difficult. It's mm. not just the whole like, oh, just love your neighbor and oh, serve goodness. people and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's Not the a whole world. huge beast. Goodness. It's difficult mm-hmm. and it involves you completely giving your will to the Lord and doing what he would have you do mm-hmm. and doing what he would do if he were here, even if yeah. you hate a certain person. Oh, goodness. And that's probably what makes charity so difficult for me <laughs> is for knowing sure. that, like, I would have to be extra nice to people that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't like being nice to people in general. Taking that time to ponder those verses and to really Mm -hmm. think about what the Lord is trying to teach me would give me that time to process the information and to feel the feelings that I need to be feeling and to start having that change of heart before I can ask the Lord what I need to actually learn from this.
0: Mm -hmm. Ponderizing, pondering, it's very important. It's to better understand ourselves in the process as well, which we like to avoid sometimes. But we can't. Um, No, we can't yeah all right but enough on that let's move on to the next action item where we can pray to know what's up and then elder Juan a useda in the october 2016 conference he gave the talk the lord jesus christ teaches us to pray and he said at the very moment we say father in heaven he hears our prayers and is sensitive to us and our needs and so his eyes and his ears are now connected to you he reads our minds and he feels our hearts you cannot hide anything from him now the wonderful thing is that he will see you with eyes of love and mercy love and mercy that we cannot fully understand but love and mercy are with him the very moment you say father in heaven that's really nice it is such a lovely reminder and it's something that i think um i've had as one of my concerns growing up my concern was always just like oh it's just it's such a small ask like it doesn't really matter i just need to find these keys i just need to find this or I just need to better understand this, and but that's not really important. And I can ask someone else to help me out with that. Like, why should I be bothering the Almighty when I to get a good grade on a test that I clearly could be studying for right now instead of praying? All those kind of situations, and I think that cutting myself off, selling myself short, as well as the Lord, because that that's what the Lord is here to do. That He's literally just there. He's literally there for us. And basically just waiting for us to open that door and start talking to Him. We just need to be able to get over that hump of uh, self-doubt and uncertainty and fear. And just remember that we are children of God, that God wants to hear from us. And He he's, he's there at that door waiting for us. And we need to be the ones to open it up. And once we do, then He's going to be there and He's going to help us.
1: I love how He says right at the beginning, at the very moment we say, Father in heaven, mm-hmm. He hears our prayers and is sensitive to us and our needs. So it's not like you're going to get a busy signal anytime you pray. Like, Uh you can't picture the Lord being like, not right now. I don't have time for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I am actually really busy up here. I Mm -hmm. have a lot of other people to deal with. And you're not really a top priority of mine. Yeah. Like, Heavenly Father is so acutely aware of everything Mm -hmm. that we're going through in our lives and he is very hands-on in everything that we're doing and he's Mm -hmm. making things happen in ways that we don't know and we don't understand and we can't see the things happening but we have Mm -hmm. to trust that he's actually doing them the more that we pray but really like pray from our hearts and not from like our brains yeah when we're praying from our heart And we're really feeling that desire to know and we've put all that effort into everything, Mm -hmm. that's when the Lord is really going to like shower us with those answers that we're looking for. Gotta do the preparation before you get all of that stuff. You
0: need to be ready for the answer that you want. Yeah. Boy K Packers talk. Mm-hmm. Don conference talk from October 1979, the talk titled Prayers and Answers. He hears a poem that says, With thoughtless and impatient hands we tangle up the plans the Lord hath wrought, and when we cry in pain he saith, Be quiet, man, while I untie the knot. And I love that. And he continues to say, Put difficult questions in the back of your minds and go about your lives. Ponder and pray quietly and persistently about them. The answer may not come as a lightning bolt. It may come as a little inspiration, here and a little there, line upon line, precept upon precept. Some answers will come from reading the scriptures, some from hearing speakers, and occasionally when it is important, some will come by very direct and powerful inspiration. The promptings will be clear and unmistakable. And I, I absolutely love that because it's really just echoing everything that we've already been saying and it reminds me of, I think it was just this last general conference. I think I had three questions that I wanted to be answered during general conference. Guess how many talks it took for me to get those answered well it'd be nice but three the first three each <laughs> talk address exactly what i was trying to get like i i was so sudden i was like i was almost at the point where i was like do i even need to listen anymore but then of course came the resounding yes because there could be more <laughs> questions that i've had that i haven't been really focused on i've never had it happen so efficiently and well put that i was i was i was astounded i was like i i didn't expect this much out of it already and i was just like all right i'm I'm set. Like, let's, let's sit down. Let's, let's let's listen to the rest of this because clearly this is going to be a great jump conference.
1: Yeah. I found this talk today when I was mm-hmm. preparing for this. Yeah. Honestly. And <laughs> of course, when I read it, I read the whole talk and I mm-hmm. was like, this is exactly what I needed to hear for my life. Because when he says, put difficult questions in the back of your minds and go about your lives, that rang so true for me because you can't just sit at home and like wait for the answers to come right you have to still live your life and you still have to Mm -hmm. go. You're obviously not going to be done with the question just because you've asked it once in a prayer. Mm -hmm. That question is obviously still going to be lingering in your mind and you're still going to be thinking about things. Exactly. But the Lord has promised that he will answer those questions and he will make things clear to you. And like he says, like, it's not going to come as lightning bolt. It comes as a little inspiration here and there sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every talk I've ever read by Elder Packer has those like little reminders
0: yes he's really good at highlighting basically the obvious but putting it into terms that we haven't considered and gives us a fresh perspective so we don't feel guilty or confused or anything we're just like oh yeah like this is what we could be doing this is it's like a little gift we get that we weren't expecting and it's exactly what we needed in that moment
1: exactly Mm -hmm. it's so powerful because he just reaffirms that knowledge that we have about prayer And about receiving revelation in the Lord's timeline that, like, the Lord is really taking care of everything. Mm -hmm. and he's going to answer your questions and he's going to get to you and he's going Mm -hmm. to make things clear for you. Right now, he's trying to clean up the mess that you've made with your life (laughs) and he needs you to sit tight and wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) while he unties this knot that you've created from being stupid.
0: Okay, yeah, so I went home with my family for the last week for the holidays and half the time when I was carrying around my 10-month-old niece, half of the time I'd like feed her something because she could eat a little bit, but then I'd have to, after everything i had to take her to the sink wash her hands one by one no matter how much she wailed, no matter how much she didn't like it then i had to wash off her face and then i had to towel it off and it's it's a whole process thing and it's like it it's not that she was she did anything wrong she was just doing what she wanted she wanted to eat she made a mess in doing so that's okay and then she got the help that she needed to be clean and to be ready to do something next and that's exactly what the lord does with us he's just setting us up and saying like here i'm gonna help you out i'm here to wash your hands i'm here to sit with you i'm here to make sure you're you're, you'll get fed but it's not going to be totally comfortable the whole time and you might just have to sit around and wait for things for a little while
1: yeah and when you're candid with your questions in your prayers, too, that's when the Lord can, at least in my experience, in my own opinion, the Lord can be more candid with you, too.
0: Definitely. Like,
1: if you're honest about your questions and the things that you have, like, swirling around in your head, your doubts, your mm-hmm. fears, everything like that, Yeah. that's when the Lord can be very direct and straightforward with you and say, eh. <laughs> You're being kind of crazy. Or, no, you're right. This is what you should be doing instead. And, like, simply clarify things. So, I always tell people to be specific in your prayers. Mm -hmm. Like, ask the specific questions that you need answers to. Mm -hmm. And if you're not getting an answer for that specific question, change the question. Have it still be, like, the root of the question but change the way that you are phrasing the question to the Lord and that might change the way that he's going to answer it for you.
0: That is very true. I was always the kind of person who liked to ask like vague questions hoping people would just like understand exactly what I'm trying to ask by not being super pointed and that has not helped me once through this lifetime. Mm -hmm. It is so important to be like okay what should I do? No it's like okay here's this thing that's going on I need help because I don't understand this part and I need help on how to how to move ahead and how to take that step forward and I just need I need this and that kind of thing. Like we do need to be very candid because the Lord already knows. He he already knows what we're gonna say. And the more truthful we are with Him, the less vague we are with Him. Then the less vague He's gonna be with us. So yeah. And then uh, the final step we have is to receive witness from the Holy Ghost. And which is all about like finding the answers, about being able to build that part of your testimony to have that experience where you've received that revelation. Uh, Elder Brooke P. Hales gave an amazing talk in April 2019 General Conference. It was called Answers to Prayers, and he explained that the main reason we can receive revelation and answers to our prayers through the Holy Ghost is because the Lord loves us. Uh, So it's not just an obligation that the Lord has. He's doing it because he, he wants to do it for us. He wants to communicate with us. He wants us to pray to him, and he wants to give us all the answers and all the blessings. And Elder Hales says important and comforting doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that our Heavenly Father has perfect love for His children. Because of that perfect love, He blesses us not only according to our desires and needs, but also according to His infinite wisdom. As simply stated by the prophet Nephi, I know that God loveth with His children. One aspect of that perfect love is our Heavenly Father's involvement in the details of our lives, even when we may not be aware of it or understand it. We seek the Father's divine guidance and help through heartfelt, earnest prayer. When we honor our covenants and strive to be more like our Savior, we are entitled to a constant stream of divine guidance through the influence and inspiration of the holy ghost that was amazing long but so yeah. worth it because he's he's putting it so well and so perfectly like and as he quoted nephi Nephi knew that he did not understand very much mm-hmm. um he he knew he had many faults he knew there were gaps in his knowledge and he could only do so much but the one thing that nephi did truly know was that god loves each and every one of us he knows us by name and by heart and he is he's doing everything he can for us this is a necessary journey that we are all on and he's doing everything that he can and whether or not we see it he's still definitely there I've definitely had many opportunities throughout my life to look back and be like oh my gosh that's actually exactly what I needed even then it just felt like an extra blessing or it felt like a challenge that I was forced to go through everything that I've experienced has made me who I am today and while I don't always like who I am today I know it's I know everything that I've done has been very important to get me to where I need to be and I am more than ready and eager to work on everything because I know the Lord has a plan for me and as long as I can continue to to push myself in that same direction then I can get the answers that I'm looking for. I can get the blessings that I want and that that God wants to give to me. Like he ends that quote, the end of the quote says, we are entitled to a constant stream of divine guidance through the influence and inspiration of the Holy Ghost. We are not limited to a certain amount of revelation in this lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. We can receive as much witness from the Holy Ghost at any time, as long as, well, I I would say as long as we're ready, but it doesn't even come then. Like, it'll come when it's meant to. Mm -hmm. Um, There are going to be times where we just look back and we're like, oh, yeah, that actually, that was an answer. That was, that was what I needed.
1: Yeah. He continues and he says, brothers and sisters, sometimes our prayers are answered quickly with the outcome we hope for. Sometimes our prayers are not answered in the way we hope for. Yet with time, we learn that God had greater blessings prepared for us than we initially anticipated. And sometimes our righteous petitions to God will not be granted in this life. As Elder Neal A. Maxwell said, faith also includes trust in God's timing. I just love how he so firmly expresses that, you know, sometimes our prayers aren't going to be answered in the way that we're hoping for. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes we have one plan for our lives and we think that this is what's going (laughs) to happen and that the Lord is on board for it. (laughs) And the Lord is like, that's cute. No. No. And just Uh -uh. completely destroys the plan.
0: Burns it down.
1: Sets fire to it, yep. salts the earth around it, so nothing can grow there ever <laughs> right again. So you can't go back to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the best thing that the Lord could have done for you.
0: That is very true. Yeah, I can't remember. I I can't keep track of how many times I've had moments. Whether it's in my personal scripture study, it's at church, it's a, uh, it's when I'm listening to um, or reading other church-related doctrine, or even just pondering and taking my sunday walks where something hits me really hard where i'm just like i've been wondering about this for so long i would even forgotten that i was wondering about it but Mm -hmm. i know i spent a lot of time and suddenly here's the answer and it is it's very startling but it's always just such a rush of it's a rush of joy and satisfaction that comes and it's like i like i i know this now like this is the truth this is Something that I really needed and now I can apply it to my life because this is the right timing for it. And the Lord knew exactly when I would be ready for it. And and if the Lord can do it for me, he can do it for anyone else and he will.
1: For sure. They give you so many examples in the scriptures of like how to know if you're receiving an answer to your prayer. Mm -hmm. Like you have the stereotypical... Um, answer from Doctrine and Covenants 9, verses 8 through 9, where the Lord is telling, I think it's Oliver Cowdery, that if it's right, then you'll feel that burning in your bosom. Mm -hmm. If it's wrong, then you'll have a stupor of thought. And everyone is like, well, what the heck is a burning in your bosom? Like, your chest isn't going to be on fire. (laughs) Like, is it heartburn? Like, I don't know. (laughs) But Uh I have always stuck with the stupor of thought, which Mm -hmm. if if my mind can't focus while mm-hmm. I'm saying this prayer, mm-hmm. then I know that whatever I'm praying for is not what the Lord wants for me.
0: Mm. But I've had moments where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, Lord, I could really use your help on... Oh, what what was that again? I think I wanted help on something, but now I don't know. Yeah. So let's talk about something else tonight. All right. All right. That's yeah. what we're going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And then, like, in... I like this this these verses better yeah it's also to oliver cowdery um he says in verses two through three behold i will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the holy ghost which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart now behold Mm -hmm. this is the spirit of revelation behold this is the spirit by which moses brought the children of israel through the red sea on dry ground and I love this verse because the Lord is going to make it so abundantly clear that this is revelation, mm-hmm. that he's going to make sure that your mind and your heart are working at the same point and there's no mm-hmm. conflict. So yes. like sometimes you'll be praying for something and in your heart you're like, okay, I want it. To, I, I know it's like this. I know it's like this. But in the back mm-hmm. of your mind, you're like... But is it though? Mm -hmm. That's not really like that. But when the Lord is really giving you revelation, your heart is going to be like, yes, it's like this. It is totally Mm -hmm. like this. And your head will be like, absolutely, sis. It is like this. (laughs) So like, that's how you know that the answer that you're getting is from the Lord. And it's that same power. I love that he says that it's the same power that... Moses used to bring the children of Israel through the Red Sea on Agreed. dry ground.
0: I really like that, but and I I don't like to bring this up, but I think it does need to be brought up. It's not as commonly discussed, I think. Um, and I know I've seen I've heard about a lot of people struggling with this that they do get that confirmation, but then they don't feel it the same way at a later point so it's like i mean for those who get married sometimes they're like okay yes i do want to marry this person and then right before but then they start to get cold feet when Mm -hmm. the wedding comes up or they're about to take this new job offer and they're then they start and they feel great about it but then they start to sue a little bit I don't know. I I have my own thoughts, but what do you think on that, Tracy?
1: I think it's so important to, for me at least, it's important to write down your spiritual impressions as they come Mm -hmm. so that way you can reflect on those moments and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. no, I know that this is what the Lord wanted from me. Mm -hmm. I prayed about it multiple times. I got the same answer multiple times. Mm -hmm. I know that this is what it is. At this point, it's probably just my own fears or my own Mm -hmm. doubts that are making these changes happen within me. Mm So Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to those sort of feelings of like, I'm getting cold feet or I'm doing, you know, Mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z, I feel like it's just the natural man in you being like, but I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I am not, I, the natural person within me is feeling this way Mm -hmm. even though I have confirmation from the Lord and a notarized check from him saying (laughs) otherwise.
0: Basically, yes. I really like that. I haven't written things down as much as I should have, which is weird since I'm a writer. I know, but (laughs) I do like that, and I think that is very important because those were exactly my thoughts, and I've seen people... Um, struggle through that and I've struggled through that myself and it's like okay like I knew I was supposed to do this but like I'm about to like make this huge change so am I really ready for this and I have to go back and be like okay I did receive that revelation the Lord is not going to give me the same revelation over and over because we've seen how that worked out between Joseph and Smith and Oliver Cowdery before. And Martin Harris so, too, yeah. Oh, that's right, yes, sorry, Martin <laughs> Harris. Yes, so yeah. that's not really what we want to, like, push to. We should not be trying to impose our will. We need to remember that once we've received Revelation, we need to stick with that and to remember that. It made me think of Town, which is an amazing Broadway play <laughs> that I got to go see last year. And, um, I have the original soundtrack, but the the new Broadway one is a little bit more, like, they changed it up a little bit and one of the main parts of the story, um, it's a re- retelling of Orpheus Eurydice, and when Orpheus tries to go save Eurydice, and so there's a lot of plot plot points to the story. But there comes to the point where Orpheus is down in Hades' town in hell, um, talking to Hades and Persephone and saying, I want to take Eurydice out of here. Like, if I can get in by myself, I should be able to take her out. Like, I've already given you a gift of my song. I please let me take her. So, and then the fates come in and they sing this song, like, What are you gonna do, Hades? Because if you let them go, you're seen as weak, and if you don't let them go, then like no one will ever respect you kind of thing and so it goes through this whole journey that hades has to figure out and finally he's like yeah go right ahead you can do this because i'm not going to be the bad guy but your mind is and so the the fates follow them through the trial of trying to get out as they go through the darkness and orpheus is leading the way and he can't look back and it just and it shows the journey and i seen in person was amazing but even just listening to the music highlights the point like how doubt creeps in and he can easily screw himself over over what's going to come next as anyone who does know the story of Orpheus and Eurydice right as they're in the doorway to get out Orpheus turns around just to make sure that Eurydice is still there and he loses her and it is the most heartbreaking thing and it's it's been on my mind ever since I saw that now because we can do anything we want to as long as we don't let the doubt overcome us as long as we're still hold willing to hold on to what we've been given like the revelation like the answers that the lord is desperately trying to give us then we can we can do anything we can make anything happen we can move mountains we can do anything in this lifetime that we want to as long as we're willing to hold on to the right thing and not let the doubt overcome us
1: exactly and that ties perfectly into um, the story of Nephi building a boat.
0: Yes. Um,
1: he builds it solely from revelation. Oh my and gosh. asking the Lord how to do things, and the Lord shows so cool. him step by step how to do it. Mm-hmm. And when his brothers question him about it, like, how the heck are you supposed to like, build a boat? Like, you've never <laughs> you've even <laughs> seen a boat before in your yeah, life. Yeah, like, like, what
0: are you talking about? What is a
1: boat? In 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 51, he says, And now, if the Lord has such great power, and has wrought so many miracles among the children of men, how is it that he cannot instruct me that I should build a ship? Um, And so we used that in my MTC district as like our district's verse Mm -hmm. to illustrate how we can learn Tagalog. If the Lord has such great power and he can do everything imaginable, how is Mm -hmm. it that he can't teach me how to speak Tagalog? Or you can apply that in your own life. How is it that he can't instruct me how to find a better job? How is it that he can't instruct me to be a more compassionate person? Mm -hmm. How is it that he can't instruct me to do whatever, run a marathon? Like Mm -hmm. all of these things. The Lord is always going to be there to answer your questions and to Mm -hmm. give you the strength and the power that you need to accomplish any goal and desire that you have in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's only when, like you explained with the story of Orpheus and Eurydice, it's only when our doubt creeps in, Mm -hmm. our natural man side, takes over and we start to doubt what the Lord can actually do with us
0: exactly and I mean it's hard and there's going to be days where we have no idea what's going on we just want to curl up in our bed and Mm -hmm. knock it out where we are tired of trying to do anything where we give up on our goals and give up on our resolutions and start to give up on our testimonies but as long as we're willing to just keep moving forward a little bit at a time we just need to be taking baby steps and be willing to do that and then there's the there's the quote Uh, fear and faith cannot coexist in our hearts at the same time but truthfully our faith is stronger your faith is stronger than you think i've had opportunities in my life lately where i've seen that happen for myself where i think that i don't have a really big testimony in this i don't really understand this very well but then i've had opportunities that have uh, helped me disprove such doubts and as long as we are like the man who came up to Christ and we are candid and we are asking for his help and we have a little bit of faith, that's all we need to get started.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I love um, I love that quote mm-hmm. that you shared because I think that comes from yeah, You Know Enough. I think that's what the talk is. Yeah. You Know Enough. Oh, by... I think, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Know Enough, and it's by Neil Landerson. I always That's get him confused with um Quentin L. Cook. Oh, yeah. Those two are the two that I confuse all the time. Okay. But I love that quote. Um and then he quotes a quote by Elder Uchtdorf in his okay. talk, which I'm gonna read I the Elder they... Uchtdorf quote instead.
0: Okay. I love when they quote each other. I it's I don't so know. cute. It is a it is the most cute it is so adorable. It's like quoting your friends all the time. Yeah. I just I, I, I love that. It's It's so great. Okay, sorry. I know, I think it's the
1: cutest thing ever. Uh Um, So Elder Uchdorf said, Some might ask, but what about my doubts? It's natural to have questions. The acorn of honest inquiry has often sprouted and matured into a great oak of understanding. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear friends, please first doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. We must never allow doubt to hold us prisoner and keep us from the divine love peace, and gifts that come through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's from his talk, Come Join With Us, from October 2013 General Conference. Mm -hmm. So essentially he's saying, like, remember everything that the Lord has taught you up to this point. Mm -hmm. So we're basically circling back to the very beginning of this episode (laughs) when we talked about Elder Holland saying, remember the faith that you have already and build Mm -hmm. off of that. Yes, Um, that's where your foundation is. Remember... What you have already. Mm -hmm. Do not let your doubt hold you prisoner. Mm -hmm. You have more faith and more power than you think that you have. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is going to bless you so much as you trust in that faith that you have. Don't doubt your faith. Doubt your doubts. Because Mm -hmm. your doubts will be fleeting. Yes. But your faith will not. Your Mm -hmm. faith will always be there.
0: And we'd just like to end with a reminder that the Lord loves each of us so incredibly much more than I think we could ever possibly comprehend no matter what happens in this life and the next. He is there for us and he loves us and he is rooting for us. He is going to bless you as you strive to live his commandments, do his will, and learn of him. He is going to be there and he is right there beside you the entire way. And he is cheering us on and he is... He's there for you. He's he's just waiting and praying that you will do the next right thing. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, though. Frozen 2. Um, <laughs> I've seen it twice. My bad. So um, but... <laughs> that's that's my favorite song though is that's literally all you can do you can't yeah. do something down the road you can't do anything but the next and try to make it the next right thing you can't start at the finish line you have to take the first step at the starting line and then go from there mm-hmm. you can't be at the bottom you can't be at the top before you are at the bottom like it, it doesn't work that way and the Lord knows this and He is just trying to urge us on and say just put one step and forward and then the next he is doing everything he can first but there's only so much he can do until we Are ready for him.
1: Yeah. And that's honestly the perfect way to start 2020. (laughs) That sounded really weird. To start 2020.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What year is it again? I don't know.
1: (laughs) That's seriously the best way to start 2020 because Mm -hmm. if you're looking at the year as the year that you're going to make all of these great changes Mm -hmm. in your life, start the next
0: decade, right? Yeah.
1: You're starting a new year. It's a new decade. You can, you literally have endless opportunities to make changes Mm -hmm. in your life
0: exactly I
1: mean granted it's the same every other day but like (laughs) if you're if you're one of those people that's like I can only start things on January Mm -hmm. 1st and I can only start things in the beginning of the month or I can only Mm -hmm. start things at the beginning of a decade there are people (laughs) that are like that
0: that's true like and this is your perfect opportunity new you be and as you become the new you be the you that the Lord is wanting you to be yeah
1: you know you can be spend this year And this decade, becoming Mm -hmm. the person that Heavenly Father needs you to become. Strengthen Mm -hmm. your testimony, strengthen Mm -hmm. your resolve to follow him and to do what he wants you to do and do everything you can to align your will with his. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we have given you enough advice on how to strengthen (laughs) your own testimony so that way you can go out there and receive the answers to the questions that you have and find more questions and find the the christ-like attributes that you want to apply to your lives for exactly. the next rest of your life mm-hmm. really because i'm not going to say the next decade no. <laughs> it's going to be the rest of your life at yeah this point.
0: honestly yeah just keep an eye out for everything that is to come and keep going yeah keep going and Pray. do the next right thing do the next right thing yeah all right bring it on 2020
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Masterpiece Theatre from PBS. Just kidding. Thanks for listening today. If you have any thoughts from this episode, things you want to hear in the future, or just want to be friends, email us at funeralpotatoesforthesingles at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram.